1: Premier Structures is located in Athens, Alabama, and serves all of North Alabama, and is licensed in Alabama and Tennessee. To find your career with Premier Structures, go to premierstructures.com or give them a call at 256-232-2092. Bob Sykes Barbecue has a big announcement. They are now delivering to your home or office. Just order online and we'll take care of the rest. Check them out at bobsykes.com. Sometimes life brings you a moment you always will remember or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motor Homes. Fuquay's Southern Soul Food is available at two locations. One in Rogersville in the Foodland Shopping Center on Highway 72 and one in Hartsell at 711 Nanceford Road. Enjoy the salad bar and various delicious meats, vegetables, desserts on the all-you-can-eat buffet. Open Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Go see my friends at Fuquay Southern Soul Food in Rogersville or Hartzell and tell them the Mark White Show sent you. Hey, folks, it's pumpkin season. At Jay Calvert Farms, they are a family farm trying to bring customers the best quality produce that they can buy. Located at 30 County Road 260, Coleman, Alabama, you can give them a call at 256-636-2752 or email jcalvertfarms at gmail.com or check out their website at jcalvertfarms.com. And did I mention it's pumpkin season? Get over to J. Calvert Farms and find out what we know about this very special farming family. That's J. Calvert Farms in Coleman, Alabama. J. Calvert Farms is a proud member
0: Hello, I'm Gene Stallings, and this is the Mark White Show. Get off the sideline and get involved and make a difference in your community. You are listening to the Mark White Show. My daddy is your host, Mark White.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Mark White Show. I'm glad that you can be with us today as we head to South Alabama, the Mobile, Saraland, Daphne, and Spanish Fort community as I talk to Executive Director of the Cookery Project, Carrie Nelson. Welcome to the Mark White Show, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I am most interested when I hear of different efforts who are helping our young people to give them an outlet like this. And I appreciate the work. Wanted you to be able to share with listeners what the Cookery Project is about.
2: Yes, sir. So. Um, The mission of the Cookery Project is to engage and empower our youth through multi-component culinary interventions. This includes food sourcing, nutrition education, and culinary experiences. And we do this um, through STEAM summer camps um, with our school-age children. We do this with underserved children in our community through uh, our local community centers through Title I schools, and um, we also work with uh, children and adolescents with disabilities. So we're teaching them primarily cooking as a life skill, but secondarily, let's talk about nutrition and our health, and let's tie this to any pre genetic disposition that, that we might have for diabetes or heart disease or high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and those kinds of things. Um, and the goal here for us is to really break the cycle of, of food insecurity, which is a real thing in South Alabama, but also to address these children having healthier outcomes as they get older. When I was growing up, we didn't talk about culinary medicine. It wasn't a thing, you know, how how eating can help or hinder your health, how your food choices affect um, your body.
1: So, Carrie, what is your background? What causes you to want to be a part of the Cookery Project in this way?
2: So the Cookery Project started nine years ago when my baby was nine years old. Um, I am an accountant (laughs) by trade, training, education, experience. And um, my daughter and I just, I was like, look, if I have to be in the kitchen, I want to make it fun. So she and I, at an early age, would get in the the kitchen and meal prep together. And she used to use a little butter knife. So the summer of of her nine-year-old summer, she we were planning out what she wanted to do and she wanted uh, some sailing lessons and she wanted to go away for camp one week and she wanted cooking camp. (laughs) And so as a mother, I go out looking for cooking camp and there's no such thing. And so I decided to take a week off of work. A lady that worked for me took a week off and, and helped me. And we borrowed some wares from a local caterer and I rented a spot in the back of a, paint studio a friend of mine and we had cooking camp <laughs> and my niece and nephew brought a couple of friends and my daughter caught a, brought a couple of friends and we had a great time. We posted on Facebook, you know, Hey, we had cooking camp. Look how cute this was and how much fun they had. And then I started getting the calls. Do you do birthday parties? Do you, you know, when's your next camp? And I'm like, Nope, I'm going to count it. I count beans. I don't cook <laughs> them. You know, um, but then the next summer rolled around, my niece and nephew wanted it their more of their friends wanted to do it, so I took two weeks off of work <laughs> and um and we did cooking camps and so from that point on, I was kind of dedicated to introducing this amazing life skill you know to these kids. We don't have um home economics like we used to, you know they don't have culinary programs in, in most of the schools and the ones that do have culinary programs or for those who are going on to, you know, with a career in culinary arts. Yes. And so I was approached around that time by the executive director of Wilmer Hall. He was like, hey, I hear that you teach kids how to cook. Our program um, at Wilmer Hall is transitioning adolescents, you know, 16 through 24 to be able to live on their own, to learn how to build credit, manage money, get a driver's license, go to college if if that's what they want to pursue, get a job. And he was like, I would love to introduce cooking as a life skill. And I was like, absolutely. He was like, well, let's just try it out, you know, and and do it and, and see how it goes. And so I started doing their programming in my very first, uh, workshop that, that I did with them, I had a young mom stop me after and she said, Miss Carrie, my child is three and he hasn't had a single vegetable besides a French fry since he was on baby food. And outwardly I remained calm, but inside I'm thinking mental development, physical development, you know, emotional development is all tied, you know, to to the foods he's eating right now. So I just made it my mission to learn how to hide vegetables in, in her, her child's food. And so um, after that, I went back to Pratt and I said, I love this. I love working with these kids. There's such a need. I have no idea how to run a nonprofit and and Pratt has been a mentor for for me. That was five years ago. Um, And, and that, that one moment in time, well, the original moment in time was we do what we have to do for our kids. They want cooking camp. You want cook, And that's kind of what we always bonded over was, you know, pre- preparing food. Even now that she's 18, we still cook together. And, um, but the, the pivotal philanthropic pull on my heart was that night and just knowing that this mother had no idea, um, the value of, of getting those vegetables to her child. And um, again, that was five years and we are going strong. Wilmer Hall, we still do programming with them. We have added um, Dumas Wesley Community Center. We do after school programming and summer programming for them. Florence Howard Elementary. We just have a lot of um, SEALs Community Center. So we have a really unique model as a nonprofit, um, super niche. And so a lot of the way we got introduced to Janus Wesley is they tried to start their own, you know, culinary and nutrition program. And you you've got to have somebody that has the knowledge. You have to be able to manage the time of the recipe and the skills of the kids and the tools and stuff needed to just even start the program is can be very, very costly. So they saw it and, and found me out and I was happy to to start their programming and so we just have right now so many Title I schools and community centers in Baldwin County, Sarah Land that reach out, you know, and say, Hey, we we want this here. And so I say I'm not saying no. I'm saying just maybe not right now because along with that comes funding, you know, and support. Um from the community and we're getting there. So the goal here is, is to reach all the title one schools and all the community centers. Um, A lot of people don't realize that our, our areas of economically challenged families get marketed to a little more heavily about products that are quote healthy, right? And, and eat here in in these areas in general you have more fried foods and fast foods and so it, it's just kind of David and Goliath trying to combat that, hey, orange fanta is not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> great great fanta, you know, but they do and they'll put low sugar, low you know, and so the marketing efforts to to push you know, foods that in general aren't really good for you um, you know, it, it's it's just a day at a time. The great thing is Dr. Israel at South Alabama um, recently got a huge grant for culinary medicine and doing the research. Doctors are starting to embrace culinary medicine and their practices. Um, and so we're getting there, you know, getting the message of, Teaching people how to read their food labels and seeing what's really what's really in there, Um, the uh, 100 ways we add sugar, and name it on our our, on our ingredients. The 100 ways they have to, to label sugar, so people don't really realize it's it's sugar, it's added sugars. We just continue to work hard. We are partnering, coming up with Victory Health Partners, their executive director, Kim Garrett. They have a food pantry now. We work with them to partner, not just giving them a a balanced, healthy meal, but hey, here's a few recipes because not everybody knows how to cook. Not everybody knows what to do with some frozen chicken breast and some rice and some peas. You know, so... We just keep spreading the word of, of making healthier food choices. And we do that with the kids, particularly the kind of like bottom whole thing with the kids because they relate is traffic light eating. So we talk about red light means stop. Yellow means caution. Unless you're my teenager, it means gun it and go, but caution. Green means Go. Um, and so we talk about food as it relates to traffic light and moving through a traffic light situation. Green means go. That's fruits and vegetables. Eat that as much as you want, as many times a day as you want. That's the the best thing. Fruits, vegetables, and beans are, are all the, the green category. Yellow is the category of foods where um, just take caution. You know, maybe you've eaten you're serving of, of cheese today. So maybe leave the cheese off of a casserole, you know, tonight for dinner. Um, limiting, you know, eggs are a really good source of protein and calcium, but they're also high in cholesterol. So those are kind of the just beware. And then red light, I always emphasize to the kids, I'm not saying never eat it, right? Never, never eat french fries, never eat McDonald's, never eat Taco Bell, never eat a cupcake but they're foods that are high in fat, high in sugar. So let's look for an alternative. So maybe instead of ice cream, you could have some yogurt and throw some blueberries in there. So yes. it's about stop. Think about an alternative, right? Or stop and think if you had a, had a candy bar today, maybe, you know, won't have one for another couple of weeks. Um, you know, it's just really about evaluating your intake. And we're not saying don't have, red light means no, don't ever have that. It just means stop and think about your food choices. And as we finish a workshop, I always ask on a scale of 1 to 10, because I push the barriers with them to, to try fruits and vegetables. I know they haven't tried avocado, um, broccoli, things that traditionally aren't a favorite of, of kids. But they try it, and I'll ask, on a scale of 1 to 10, how did you enjoy this dish? And, and they'll say, seven, eight, nine. 8, 9, hey, I'll take that. On a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are you to try to make this at home? Because that's the goal. Most of the kids that we work with are latch So rather than getting home after school and grabbing some chips and a soda, what if you could whip up a little spinach dip? That's what we made at this, the month of March. What if you made a little spinach dip, um, in, with some carrots and water instead of your chips? And because these are things like you can do on your own at home without a parent. They're no bake. You know, you don't need an oven. We definitely never encourage them to try to cut or cook, um, without adult supervision. So that's kind of the gist of, of what we do. And, The pivotal part now is expanding and, you know, expanding that reach. I have families along the Mississippi Gulf Coast that say, when are you going to be here? I'm like, we're getting there. We're getting there. It doesn't happen overnight. So um, we're just learning and growing and gaining partners all over um, South Alabama. And it's, it's really awesome.
1: Right now folks we're talking to Carrie Nelson with the Cookery Project in South Alabama and as we continue this conversation I hope you'll stick with us and I'll let Carrie share about how you can connect with the Cookery Project, be a part of this effort, and maybe some replication, how this can be replicated where you are. I hope you'll stick with us. You are listening to The Mark White Show, and I'm your host, Mark White. make a difference. All we
0: have to do is try. Yeah, every day's a chance to change somebody else's life. Let's all
1: do something good today.
0: This is Cora White inviting you to tune in every Saturday to Cora's Corner on the Mark White Show.
1: Chick-fil-A Decatur, Alabama is a supporter of the Mark White Show and we appreciate their support. You can visit one of the two locations at Chick-fil-A on Beltline Road and Chick-fil-A Highway 31 South in Decatur. Marmac Real Estate has eight offices throughout the state of Alabama. That includes Decatur, Hartzell, Coleman, Florence, Killen, Muscle Shoals, Orange Beach, and Dauphin Island. There are more than 140 agents throughout Alabama. You can easily reach one of those agents by going to marmac.us and tell them the Mark White Show sent you. For all of your concrete needs in North Alabama, contact Esteban Tovar with Tovar Construction Company. With free estimates and quality work, no job is too big or too small. Give Tovar Construction a call at 256-216-7555 or 256-321-5989. You can also see some of their great work at Tovar Construction Co. LLC on Facebook. Welcome back to the Mark White Show. Right now, I have with me the executive director of the Cookery Project, Carrie Nelson. Carrie has been sharing about their effort in South Alabama, working with kids, teaching them how to cook, and most importantly, how to eat appropriately, how to help themselves moving forward into adulthood so that they have a healthy lifestyle. Welcome back to the Mark White Show, Carrie.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you so much
1: for having me. I mentioned at the end of the last segment, replication is so important. If we create an idea like this, a concept that someone else can then be able to create this in their own area, I think that's very important for the Cookery Project because if you have something that can be condensed and say, okay, this is how you begin this plan and this is what you do once you implement these certain items, this is how it's supposed to work. Someone listening outside of Alabama or outside of the region might think, well, I would like to be able to recreate this in my area. Well,
2: absolutely. Um, for starters, I would say, and, and that's how we've connected with, with most of our child advocate advocacy nonprofits is, um, feel free to, to reach out. Um, we can be found at the Cookery Project dot org. Um, I'm happy to walk through. You know, I've I've been doing it for nine years. I've made all the mistakes, so I'm happy to kind of walk through anybody that thinks they might want to start it up or be interested. But if you don't even necessarily want to follow uh, the model that we've chosen for our workshops, something as simple as um, and and we started this way with Florence Howard started Garden Club. You know, seeds are dirt cheap. You can have volunteers build, build a, uh, build a bed and, um, get the kids interested in growing. Um, that's a great way to start. Um, it is so easy. And we do this with some of our bigger schools where we can't really do the hands on stuff, right? Where we can't cut and mince and mix and stir and whip. That's that's a it's a really good goal to get to. But even if you could just start and we do this a lot of time with our educators, at lunchtime, at snack time in school, talk about the ingredients of what they're eating. Talk about that traffic light. You know, are you having a, a yellow light snack today or a red red light snack today? We try to encourage the Title I schools that we go into. Um, for their educators to to not have soda cans and unhealthy snacks in the classroom, that sets a really big precedent for our kids. So there's a lot of ways, really simple ways that you can start introducing um, making food fun, um, but also emphasizing the the importance of our food and just I mean it's amazing. Watching, um, we have a garden club at Florence Howard Elementary. Just watching, we grew strawberries over the winter. We grew spinach, so one day we actually enjoyed the fruits of our labors, and we had a little spinach salad with a, with a little bit of raspberry vinaigrette. Those kids ask for <laughs> raspberry, um, ask for strawberry and spinach salad all the time now, and like, who, who would have guessed? So there's a lot of really easy, inexpensive ways, because usually the, the financial, the investment in the, the, the hands-on, like really immersive cooking can get expensive, but there's ways that you can kind of lead up to that and still start incorporating um, making food fun and emphasizing the importance of the choices that they're making.
1: Carrie, we want to make sure that listeners know how they can financially contribute to this effort, the Cookery Project, because there may be someone out there who just wants to help some young people, and they may not be in the area in South Alabama, but they may still want to support your effort.
2: Right. Absolutely. So if you go to thecookeryproject.org, that's t h e c o o k e r y p r o ject.org, thecookeryproject.org if you go to the bottom of our web page there's a button that says support and i say this all the time no amount is too small no amount is is too big um every bit of donation that we have goes directly back into um the ingredients, the tools needed um we're constantly starting new culinary programs at these Title One schools and these community centers, and it, and it all just goes back into our effort. And it is really, I'm I'm honored to just have been led on this journey um, to really make an impact um, with with these kids. And I've done it long enough that I see that it's working. You know, a child that was, you know six years old, a few years ago, is now 10. I'm running to them at the community center and I ask them, did you have green light foods today or red light foods? And, you know, oh, I, you know, I, I eat tacos, <laughs> you know, where they typically would only eat chicken nuggets and french fries. So <laughs> it, it, it makes an impact when they're involved in the process of whether it's sourcing, so out of a garden, whether it's just being introduced, to nutrition, even if it's as simple as traffic light eating, um, they get invested in that and they'll try new things um, and they experience new things. And I think overall it just rounds out these these little personalities.
1: Absolutely. Carrie Nelson, it's been a real pleasure to have you here on the Mark White Show today to share about the Cookery Project. And I wish you well moving forward with your effort helping these young people.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: For sure. You're always welcome. When we come back, we're going to be speaking with Whitney Mead, who is a sixth grade teacher at Athens Bible School, about a special fundraising effort to support plays at Athens Bible School. That will be on the next Mary Faye Hedrick Good Deeds segment. I hope you'll stick with us. You are listening to The Mark White Show, and I'm your host, Mark White.
0: With the Bible at the foundation, with all of our curriculum from pre-K to 12, ABS has something unique to offer. Find out more information at AthensBible.com.
1: Chick-fil-A Decatur, Alabama is a supporter of the Mark White Show, and we appreciate their support. You can visit one of the two locations at Chick-fil-A on Beltline Road and Chick-fil-A Highway 31 South in Decatur.
0: These are my kind of people.